Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Here now the word of the Lord from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. It says this, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Friends, it's the word of the Lord. We say thanks be to God. Hey, the Lord be with you, Tulare Community Church. My name is Ryan. I'm one of the pastors here at TCC. Over these last few weeks and a little bit today, we've been talking about our Pentecost offering. Every year, we take the Pentecost offering to help fund and resource our church planting efforts here in the valley and beyond. And today is Pentecost, and we name this particular offering after Pentecost for a reason. A reason I hope will become clear by the end of the day, but for now we know this. The first day of Pentecost after Jesus' resurrection is enormously important and is recorded in the passage of Scripture we just read. We're going to spend some time in this passage and we're going to look at it through this particular lens. God meets us where we are in a language we understand. God meets us where we are in a language we understand. Why does that matter? Well, let's find out. If you were to guess where the largest church in the world is, not by square foot, but by membership, where would you guess that church is? Well, it's either got to be here in the U.S. or somewhere in Europe, right? I mean, isn't Europe basically where Christianity comes from? Maybe it's there. The Vatican is in Rome, so maybe that's a candidate. If not there, then it's got to be where else? Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. It's the Bible Belt, all of that. And there are some enormous churches down there. We're talking 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 people kind of enormous. It's like 10,000 Tiptons. But that's not it either. The largest church in the world has, by some measurements, 850,000 members. And it's in Seoul, South Korea. In fact, when when measuring by average attendance, none of the top 40 largest churches in the world are in the United States. Instead, they're in places like the Ivory Coast, Chile, Colombia, Nigeria, Argentina, and yes, South Korea. Now, interestingly, the center of Hinduism, for instance, has never left India. The center of Islam has never left the Middle East or Malaysia, but... Christianity, a religion that actually began in the ancient Near East, which then moved to Europe and then to North America, is now 
whether you want to admit it or not, strongly centered in the Southern Hemisphere. While other world religions have remained centered in one place for the most part, with one particular cultural group, Christianity has adapted, has moved, has crossed barriers of geography, of culture, language, and socioeconomic status. Why? How? When? Well, let's see what our passage of Scripture has to say on the matter. The book of Acts is the history book of the beginning of the church after Jesus ascends to heaven. Where we are now is a replacement apostle for Judas has been chosen. The church is 120 strong. And we're on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was a Jewish celebration that came 50 days after the Passover. And so Jerusalem is filled to the brim with Jews from all over the world. And we're told in chapter 2 that a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came into the house where these 120 Christians are sitting. The sound is so loud that all the Jews in the whole city are able to hear it. And it goes down like this in verses 2 to 4. It says, Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Then verses 6 to 8 say, When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native languages? They're flummoxed! The majority of them would have understood at least a little bit of Greek because that was the language of trade, but they're not hearing Greek. They say at the end of verse 11, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Now as readers, we're left with two options. We can side with the group in verse 13 who chalk up the miracle they've just experienced to strong drink of the adult variety, an excuse we learn is now thousands of years old. Or we pay attention to a fundamental truth of the Christian gospel. With the arrival of the Holy Spirit, we see a willingness by Him, and therefore God, to translate the gospel into whatever heart language is most needed for the moment. And as the last 2,000 years of the history of the church have shown us, God is willing to speak that heart language both literally and figuratively. Pastor Joshua Martin from Brazil, who leads Unchained Church preaching until recently in Portuguese, Spanish, and English in the same service. Pastor Russ Siders and Martin Mora of Sunrise Community Church going back and forth in Spanish and English in the very same sentence during worship services. Frank and Vero Ferreira, refugees from Guatemala, speaking only Spanish to an underserved community in Austin, Texas. All current and former church planters with a willingness and ability to share the gospel in the literal heart language of the people God has called them to serve. God meets us where we are in a language we understand. That doesn't mean that we all speak the same language the same way. I didn't grow up as a Christian. I I barely ever went to church and certainly didn't know anyone who did. 
And addiction ran rampant in my family. I saw alcoholism all over the place. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins. In my mind, the self-righteous Christians I saw on the news were so far removed from the messy realities of my own life that it was comical. It must be nice for everything to hit just right. So while friends tried to share the gospel with me when I got to college, I saw their nice put-together lives and my ears closed. But when I was at a low, low point in my life, and a guy named Sonny, covered, covered in tattoos, eight years sober from an addiction to crack cocaine, began to talk, it was in a language I understood. The Holy Spirit met me where I was in a language I understood, and it changed my life forever. Pastor John Fiscus of Faith Fighters on the west side of Tulare has been through more pain than just about anyone I've met. And he meets people in their own pain, speaking a language they understand. Pastor Carlos Coro of Imago Church in Visalia cares for the generation of folks who feel out of place in a Spanish-speaking congregation while also feeling out of place in a historically Anglo-English-speaking congregation. Their church plants living into the uniquely Christian reality of meeting people where they are in a language they understand, just like at Pentecost. But the question remains... How does the gospel adapt, translate itself into the heart language of those who hear it? How has the center of Christianity been able to move all over the world, transcending cultural backgrounds, language, borders, and socioeconomic statuses? How is God able to meet us where we are in a language we understand? God is able to meet us where we are in a language we understand because... The gospel is not about us. It's not about our ability to conform to a particular set of rules. It's not about our willingness to live with the right people or to have the luck of the draw and to be born into the right family at the right time in the right place. God is able to meet us where we are in a language we understand because the gospel is not about us. It's about Christ. The gospel is the true story that God was willing to come down to our level, enter into the muck of our world, and pay the debt of sin we owed. Jesus taking our place on the cross deserved for us. We don't have to meet God on an unreachably high peak of an unreachably high mountain. God comes down and he meets us right where we are, speaking a language we understand. Because it's not about us. It's not about what we can do. It's entirely about what Christ has done for us. And because of that, there is no barrier. There is no obstacle in the way of God approaching his people in a language they understand. So if you're listening to this, and your understanding of Christianity, your understanding of church, is to live a really good moral life, and that salvation is predicated on your ability 
to arrive at a place of perfection, speaking a language you're uncomfortable with, fear not. God will meet you right where you are in a language you'll understand because it's not about what you can do for him, but about what Christ has done for you. And if you're listening to this and you believe that truth, then think and pray about this. What language has God given you to speak? What language are you fluent in that might be used by the Holy Spirit to meet someone exactly where they are in a language they'll understand? Maybe it is literally a language other than English, but maybe you're a coach and it's the language of sports. Maybe you're a computer science teacher and it's the language of code. Maybe you work in ag and you could be a professional translator about soil health. Maybe you've got a heart for the elderly, a heart for kids, or a heart for the cognitively impaired. How has God equipped you to meet people right where they are in a language they'll understand? Because you speak one. I invite you to think and to pray about the way that the Holy Spirit might be using you to meet those exact people right where they are speaking their language. On this day of Pentecost, I just want to close with a quick story. Several months ago, Claire and I were out to dinner in Visalia with some folks from the Bay Area. And as you may or may not know, the Bay Area is about as cutthroat as it gets. Who has the time or capacity to even think about their neighbor when their neighbor is competing with them for an astronomically large bonus that they think they deserve? Well, when we were done eating... And we asked for the bill. The server let us know that it had been taken care of. The folks we were eating with didn't understand. There must be a mistake, they said. Nope, the server said someone has taken care of it. Now, Claire and I were overwhelmed with gratitude, but the people we were eating with could hardly speak. They couldn't comprehend that someone would be so generous without having some kind of angle or trying to be impressive in some way or another. Because that's the language that they speak. That's the language that they would understand. I've known these people for a very long time and there is nothing that could have spoken to them more in that moment than that act of generosity. It was a pretty good chance to share the gospel, and as they listened, their ears were open. As Pentecost shows us, God meets us where we are in a language we understand. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.